service you right just so when you touch down And take off the uniform, the bond you form Never look warm and that's why we on the dismount So you ain't gotta re-enlist to hang out No need to be on your feet, but please pay attention To Charlie Mike on the mic and let's get reconnecting Here on Dismount Spell you fire from the fire team on Dismount Spell you fire from the fire team on Dismount Veterans and focuses up here on Dismount Yo. What up, buddy? Not much. Oh, shit. <laughs> excellent. I'm excited for this. This is the Dismount Podcast. And we're doing another Meet the Fire Team. I'm super stoked about this. You are our resident editor, blogger, article writer. And I think I actually had to go to the site and, and kind of recall what, what what your official title is: outreach and network operator reporter. God, you, you always have like really fancy titles, man. I don't know why. <laughs> and and co-host like it's just like an alphabet soup. Former U.S. Yeah. Army, public <laughs> affairs. Uh, I just. You've run the gamut on a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. I do appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your busy day, all the things you got to do, and letting us have a little bit of Miller time, <laughs> and, and and do a little one on one and really kind of get a, get an audio feel of of who you are, right? And maybe mm-hmm. you can touch on some of the things you got going on here. Um, start with the basics and uh, go from there, bud. Uh, well, I'm uh. 13-year Army veteran. I finished out as a sergeant in the military. Um, not by choice, just by circumstance. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I am a, I'm a father. I'm two times divorced, third time married. Um, yeah. Um, two deployments under my belt. One to Iraq, one to Kosovo. Um yeah that's that's about it that's that's the that's the foundation the premise that's, right there of that's of this whole whole journey. yeah i mean it's almost weird when we can sum up a chunk of time like that but if we take yeah. a moment right and we sometimes it hits me at night i'm sure it does for most people but yeah. sometimes we have a, like a flash of like today i had a flash of like basic training and one of my battle buddies from then who I happen to see on Facebook, mm. and I, I reached out. I was like, "Hey, it's been a fucking forever," and like yeah. I can recall that specific time in space. But like we just did, you can just sum it up in 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 a breath. Yep. <laughs> time really does fly. How 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 was it when when you were getting in? Like what's what was what was on Miller's mind when he was he was joining and and. You know, were you nervous? What what were your, where were you, in, in your in your space on that time? So for me, um, at the time I was twenty two. It was the year after nine eleven happened, and yeah, I was uh, <clears throat> I was getting married, and all that stuff was going on, and I sat down and thought, I was like, you know. I'm getting married. I don't have money for college. Um, I was working at Disneyland at the time, so that wasn't going to really pay for much. Um, (laughs) And they didn't have any insurance or anything. So it came down to, all right, well, it's looking more and more like the military is going to be the thing. That's going to be – it's going to give me college. It's going to provide – insurance clothing housing food uh pretty much everything that i would i would need um for a family and so that was kind of my whole my whole reasoning to join initially was all right well this is this is what's happening all right let's figure this out um and So shortly after that, um, I joined the army. I went and talked to pretty much every branch. So 
I went and talked to the Air Force and the Marines and Navy and Army. The only ones I didn't talk to were the Coast Guard because, you know, I never really thought about them as one of the branches <laughs> at the time. And um, the National Guard, because I figured, you know, those are basically just the same thing anyway. Uh, But, you know, um, Marine Corps, the Marine Corps just threw a bunch of stuff at me and said, come back when you're ready. Um, The Navy said, hey, we want you to be a nuclear technician on a submarine. And I went six months underwater. That doesn't sound like me. Oh, like a sardine can. Yeah. That's what I picture. Uh, well, the jobs coming out of that afterwards probably would have been awesome. I probably wouldn't have any problems finding work after that. But we don't really think that way. I, I, no. I feel no. like that. We're yeah. in the moment and Not at the time. we're going to take care of our family and stuff. So, or better yourself as an individual, right? Right. Huh. So, um, you know, I, I just kind of rolled forward with that. Um, came down to the Air Force and the Army. And at the time, the my kid's mom, who I was going to marry, basically said, you know, I don't care if you join the Army, but you got you to gotta stay in California. And I was like, okay, well. So I asked the Army. They said, yeah, we have duty station of choice. Air Force said, no way. You go where we tell you. And I said, okay. So I went to the Army. I said, okay. Here's what I need. Uh, what jobs get me to California? They said, well, you could be a cook or a mechanic. And I was like, that's a whole lot of dishes. I'll fix trucks. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, got all signed up, was slated to go that July, got married at the end of end of May. Um, so a month after being married, I was off to basic training. Uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, middle of the summer, probably the worst possible time to go to basic training in the South. <laughs> gross um but you know i got there did my nine weeks um i think i was it was either my my group or the one after we were the last we were the last group to do um before they started doing oset so you just do okay. all your all your training in one spot um, which was really awkward for a lot of people because you got you have yep to to touch on it real quick and you can elaborate you you've got your your drill staff who have an array of different MOSs on occasion but a lot of times they try to keep the same instructors with the same MOS so there's that subject matter expert but then you got that OSAD stuff and you don't know what you're getting I mean I, I had a couple of marine former Marines on mine so yeah I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so for us, they, they, the morning after graduation, we packed up all our stuff. They threw all our bags out of the closet that had been locked away for nine weeks and threw us on a bus. So we bust from Fort Jackson, South Carolina, up to Aberdeen Proving Grounds, Maryland, um, where the maintenance school was. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that just, that, that was probably one of the longest bus rides I've ever been on. It was, yeah, I, I don't even know how else to describe it. It was, it was crazy. Uh, do you have, do you have any delts going, going through that? Cause I mean, I went through OSET. Mine was boom and boom. That was it. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious because you said that they didn't really do that when you were in. Mm-hmm. Cause you did, you did basic boot camps. You're just basic soldiering skills, right? Yep. And, and now getting through that, I could only imagine what your mind was having a family, uh, a young family and doing all that stuff while you're in. Yeah. Did you Did you kind of doubt your choices? And then did you question your MOS or, or maybe the branch in general? Like, did that ever cross your mind? Um, Not initially. Probably later on, it was like, shoot, maybe I should have picked something else and gone somewhere else. I could have seen some stuff or done some things or, you know, um, there was a little bit of that afterwards, but not like initially anyway. Um, well, the train up, the train up, because you said it was just shortly after 9-11, right? Yep. So, I mean, I was, I was probably maybe a year or so after you, if I can recall correctly, time-wise. And the tempo was still obviously really fresh. Yeah. 
I'm sure you got the same feedback. Hey, you, you're trained for war. It's not necessarily you're trained for your MOS and your duty station. You're training for your MOS specifically to support the mission, right? Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think a lot of, I think a lot of what they said initially, like there was a lot of people that were like, or a lot of the drill sergeants actually, they, they kept saying, oh, uh, one in three of you, or, you know, three out of every five of you or whatever, you're all probably going to your unit and going to war. Um, you know, so just get used to it. That's what, that's what you have to expect. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I don't know. Um, it was just kind of crazy. It was kind of a crazy time because everybody was, you know, doing their thing and the whole 9-11 thing. And it was, it was just, it was a just a crazy time altogether. It's almost like a blur at times when 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 you get a chance to look back at it. Like I I lost track of peers at the time who may have joined or not. I don't know, but like I I I googled right now in the army now because that's <laughs> that's kind of what I do every time when I when I think about my process. Yeah. I was like, how did I end up here? Well, shit. Exactly. Uh, I guess I'm here now. Exactly. It's interesting how you can take little snippets of of those some of the, some of the, even the even the comedy movies, and you can still get a a, a genuine feel of of certain moments. Yeah. When, when when you're in, right? Yeah. Were you besides the fact that because I I feel like I was in the same place, essentially, for my reasons for joining it. You know, you did it out of necessity. It didn't sound like you had dreamed about being in the military do you, did you have like family that might have encouraged that thought of, um, of, of doing it? like you my parents not so much but uh like i, I have my my own, I, you know it's kind of kind of weird because found out after the fact well my great grandfather was a uh he was a marine on iwo jima so oh wow um when i was about 16 um, he invited my dad and I to actually go to the 50 year reunion of the battle of Iwo Jima. So they took us down to Camp Pendleton and we went and, and, uh, talked to the drill instructors and stuff that were there and went and saw them do a graduation ceremony. And it, it was actually really, really cool. It was kind of fun to do that. Um, I, I do remember when I was standing there, I had one of the drill instructors came kind of sidestepping over to me and uh he was like so when you join in my platoon and i was like well i'm 16 so i guess i have to not be 16 anymore first (laughs) (laughs) that's that right now for me that's classic you you're just kind of like um i guess this is what i gotta do right if you need me (laughs) i don't know how you but you've you've managed to keep that same like that right there captured who you have always been in my experience uh interacting with you and in, in deployments <laughs> and stuff like you have retained that personality even with the up and ups and downs of military because there are there are plenty of people who their personality changes i mean all of us kind of there's some heightened things yeah. about us but that personality seems to have retained like even when you became leadership right that's yeah. it's it's a weird role to find yourself because uh, some people get stuck at whatever mentality they were when they got in i know yeah. i know i might have had that possibly but so so you're in you got in you uh you, you did have some semblance of of a military family impact on it that you can recall it might not have impacted directly but there is something about that that kind of lingers in us when we go in there. I mean, yeah. uh, most of our generation had 9-11, right? Yeah. So that was a big push for a lot of us. I mean, I had I had no college plan. I didn't have shit. I was like, oh, crap, I graduated. So I got yeah. to go do something. I mean, my, my, what I initially wanted to do, initially, initially what I was planning on doing was being a um, high school music teacher. That's That's what I wanted to okay. do. But uh, that's fascinating. Did you did you do uh were, were you in band and stuff yep. and marching band and all that yep. stuff? I did band and choir yep. and all that stuff in in school and 
did all that stuff. Um, yeah. Um, now, now, did you do just band or did you do marching band? Because I know there's I did a difference. Both. both. Oh shit. Yeah, okay. Both. We we actually did the I, went to the Macy's Thanksgiving parade when I was a junior in high school. My my junior year. What? Yeah. Wow. Like my wife did marching band too as well, and and, and she mentioned that a lot of the uh, structure involved in that uh, really helped play into when she joined the military. Yeah. Did you you find the same thing? Yeah. I mean, like, the, especially huh. like the whole, the whole like marching aspect of it, where it was like, <laughs> it's like, well, I don't have to learn that, so you know, let's we we can skip that part. I already I already know that part, so that that's good. Um, that kind of took one one extra thing off of the plate of things I had to learn during basic training. Right. That's um. That's probably one of the bigger parts. I, I I know the first time I heard half right, I was like, I don't fucking know what that well, means I, at all. I knew exactly what that was because the, the way they ran our marching band, it was the same stuff. Where if you if you screwed up, you you were doing pushups. And so at least huh. half right, the first time I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I I like I like this part right here. Like I wouldn't have known, and and I think that's uh, we were discussing offline just just a tad bit ago. On, on really touching into each person's personal story a little bit and stuff not related to, you know, what's on your chest, right? That the, the, the spaghetti or little ribbon basket would most of us have, you know, uh, uh, combat or non-combat, what have you, or, or, or spinning contests between MOSs, right? Yeah. What fascinates me is who you were going in mm-hmm. and who you kind of became and who you are now kind of thing. And, what what encouraged you to have that that uh, that drive to become a music teacher? That that's fascinating to me, right there. Well, to me, it was it was more of the you know I I enjoyed I enjoyed all of the all of the stuff that I did in in choir. I mean, and and band really. It was it was a lot of the the big group. Everybody's having fun together. There's one goal that everybody's trying to work towards. And, you know, there's, there's just all kinds of stuff to be able to, to try to try to do. And so to me, it was like, it was almost like I I wanted to recreate that again for other people, if possible. Yeah. Pass, pass that on and, and and kind of gain from that in the same way. That's, that's noble yeah because i mean it was it was it was one of those where it was like well shoot if it's fun for me it's got to be fun for other people so why why would i not want to do that Make yeah sense? and I'd, I'd imagine you probably would retain some of that uh leadership and and teaching styles you probably were exposed to going up and and you would yeah. probably have your own spin on it yeah and do you recall your 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 band instructor or anything yeah like the name yeah. and whatnot I, I, I had I had three of them actually, so I was like my well four because I, I I moved I moved schools when I was in like the eighth grade, and okay, the funny thing is like most most of my life growing up up until probably sixth and seventh grade I I really didn't talk to people I stayed in the back I minded my own business I didn't I I don't know I I, I wasn't I wasn't very social I didn't I didn't really talk to people much um huh it was when we moved and my seventh to eighth grade year uh the new junior high school that i went to i was like you know what i i don't want to be that quiet kid in the back anymore so i i I need to try to i need to try to step up and i need to try to um you know be, be a little more put myself out there a little more um and I, I just tried I tried extra hard just to try to break out of that shell. Um, it wasn't easy and there, there was still a lot of people that I, I you know there's a lot of stuff that I probably would have done had I had I done that earlier. Um, okay but especially like especially going into like I, I was I was usually the the awkward kid in the back of class. I, I didn't really know many people. Um, I went to school in Long Beach, so you know, a lot, of, a lot of that had some things to do with it. So, 
a lot of times I'm, I might have been like the only kid like me in class. I can understand what you're saying. I could understand what you're saying, and, and that that attests to to who you are in in the way that you mentioned that. That cracks me up. It does. It's great. It's yeah. great, but only you can pull that off. <laughs> it, it, it took it took a long time to to get there, but right, you know, it, it was. I, I I remember I remember the first band class that. I, I didn't know for sure where I was even supposed to sit. So I just kind of pulled up a chair and sat down and had some, some kids right away. That's not where you're supposed to go. And I'm like, well, I don't care. The teacher hasn't told me where to be yet. So I'm just going to sit here until they do. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's hilarious. So I, I ended up uh, at the end of that year, ended up being, I won the most improved musician of the year award. I, I just, I practiced all the time and I tried to do what I was supposed to, but, um, you know, I ended up working on my benefit. Um, moving forward, you know, I was, I was still a little, a little timid and stuff. I mean, I, I would talk to people and I was a little more social, but I'd still kind of hang out in the back. Um, gotcha. A little, a little reserved yeah. socially. It wasn't until probably my, I think it was my junior year when I, I, my band director was, they begged me to switch instruments. So they begged me to learn to play the tuba. Well, okay, fine. Oh, wow. You guys need it. I'd got braces put on. So like my lips were getting beat up by the, by the trumpet and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went, I went and looked, I went and did that and, and did them a favor and tried to do what I was supposed to. Um, well, <laughs> they, they made you do like auditions for your band class and supposedly freshmen were never supposed to get outside a freshman band. And here I was a junior and they had the freshman, um, the freshman, uh, tuba player got put into a higher band band class than I did. So I got angry. I was like, this is dumb. Oh. So I went, I went and I was like, we're, we, I think, it, I think it was about Christmas time. We pulled out the same, the same Christmas music that I'd played the two previous years. I'm like, I am not doing this again. This is dumb. It's like, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not progressing anywhere. So if that's not happening, then I'm out. And so I, yeah. I dropped band and joined choir. And the funny oh, thing wow. was, I remember, I remember my band directors distinctly. The comment she made to me was, "Don't let the door smack you in the butt on the way out." And then she just pointed at the door and told me to go. Yep. What? Holy shit! And gave me some big thing about how, like, uh, you know, there's a there's a bird, and you let it go. If it comes back, it was always meant to be, and if it doesn't, then it never was, and whole bunch of stuff big huge guilt trip about wanting to do something else really that that that's yeah. just awkward it was <laughs> like thanks it was. lady um <laughs> so you know off of that it was okay um I, I i went i went and and joined joined the choir i immediately got put into the top top choir class um, and the other thing that she did was they were, they were into, uh, theater arts. So, oh, okay. That was something I had never done. I mean, I, I had, I had performed, I did the whole, like, you know, childhood. I'd been in movies. I'd sung at the Hollywood bowl. I'd been at, sang at the, at the super bowl. I'd sang at Disneyland. I'd been all kinds of, what? Yeah. Um, Dude, I I would have never <laughs> guessed it in a million years, ever. I mean, in a weird way, I want to say when I look at you, I'm like this motherfucker, he could probably sing. <laughs> I guess, but you've you've actually done wow, you've done yeah. quite a bit, dude. That's that's yeah. crazy. So, I mean, it's it's like be- between all that stuff and just like I, I sang at the Hollywood Bowl when I was nine. Wow, and then the Super Bowl when I was like thirteen. 
oh man, I wish I could find like a video of that it's or on, something. That would be awesome. Oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going. I'm a, <laughs> how do I find this? 1993 Michael Jackson Super Bowl. Oh my goodness. So yeah, it's it, it's out there. <laughs> it's like the third thing when I start typing. I'm, I'm so like excited about it. My hands are sweating. <laughs> what to tell you, dude? I'm like, ah, let me put this in. Oh, but I don't think my audio works for shit. But I just want to. I want to get get like a glance of you. You know what, dude? I might just. I might just share this later. I'm a, I'll, I'll I'll throw it up to. Uh, Bernie or something be hilarious <laughs> if you want of course yeah, you know I mean, it's too late you already said it so it's out yeah. there i'll leave that running for later um wow dude that's that's crazy yeah, so I, and and again these are things like i know it's not entirely military related and that's not even the point of this whole thing this is just literally yeah. to discover you as a whole now going from there and and kind of flowing into the other chapters, like we we get a glimpse of like who you were at younger ages and, and kind of the reasons why you joined the military and why you why you picked the branch because that's always yep. fascinating to me. Why you picked your MOS, which it kind of I get you it yeah. makes sense. But you had also mentioned you were in um, what was your other MOS? You had a second one, right? Yeah, I was a I was a, a journalist. Tell me, tell me that like how. First off, where did that come from? <laughs> like, like it's so far. Like, where did this develop? Did you always have like a knack for for you know? I don't even. I feel ignorant no, saying like journalism, so, but like creative writing. Like, how, how do you describe so something like that? I mean, I, for some reason, I I always have had it pretty easy writing things. For some reason, like I, I remember my senior year in high school, I had to do. We were reading Hamlet, and I remember I had to write a five-page paper on Hamlet's soliloquy, which I never read. Um, <laughs> I sat. Hey, you said the word, so I mean that's already impressive. <laughs> I sat in class the day it was due, and wrote a five-page paper at my desk and turned it in at the end of class, and. I just remember the girl sitting behind me was angry because when they finally came back, I think I ended up with 20 more points than she did and hers was typed and mine wasn't. So I got docked for no typing and docked for a couple of spelling and grammatical errors, but that was it. <laughs> wow. That's insane. <laughs> You're like, Oh, hang on. Hold my, like, hold my cup. I just watched oh. you write that. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is a whole nother level. I've never read that book, so uh, yeah, I can't. Was, I wasn't really big on Shakespeare yeah, it, in the first it's, place. But it's that something is, different, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah. Wow. So, you know. God damn it, man. You're <laughs> full of mysteries. I want to throw that out there right now. It's like superpowers and shit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I say like, <sighs> you know, I'm looking for work and stuff right now. And so, like, I'd look at my resume. I'm like, none of this stuff goes together. My resume looks like somebody just took a shotgun right? at a board and it went, and I'll take a little of this, and a little a of that, and some shit. of this. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like asking a ten, asking a ten year old, "Where do you want to be in ten years?" I fucking know. I want to do all of it. Everything. Uh, I want to do this, all of that. things. And you, and, and you know that is not uncommon yeah. for a lot of us, right? There's 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 what we carry when we go in, and then there's what we do out of necessity or mission necessity or what have you, or like yeah. like yourself. A lot of us go in because we we need to go in at a certain time mm -hmm. and be in a certain place kind of thing. So our career paths are always kind of yeah yeah mixed. And there's there's never just a straight path that seems to kind of meander here and there on occasion too. Um, the, so. <laughs> getting back to how I got into that. So um, if, if you remember, there there was the, the public affairs guys in Kosovo, right? They had the, do you remember when they did the whole uh, uh, Kosovo idol or whatever, the singing competition we did over there? So yes. The, the MC yes, yes. for that was the public affairs OIC, uh, Captain, Captain Sharoma. Okay. So I remember. So okay. when we came back from, from <laughs> Kosovo, 
after everybody else got back, after Washington was done and everybody demobbed and everything else, um, he called me up and said, hey, I remember you from Kosovo. Um, I need – we've been looking for uh, an NCOIC to come and take over my public affairs unit in Kearney Mesa. He said, I remember you from Kosovo. I liked I liked what I saw there. I would like to bring that into my group. I'll send you to school. Would you would you be willing to to go to school and, and become a journalist? I was like, sure. <laughs> Holy so shit, I, dude. I got I that was that was uh, right at the end of 2010. Um, no, mid 2010. It was for the following March, and then. Um, then I got, I got let go from the sheriff's department probably in like January or February unofficially. Uh, those are just so many different <laughs> things that are all mashed right? up. That don't, that doesn't seem like you think yep. of law enforcement and then banned. <laughs> like those things just sound like you expect like jocks and yep. then military and then like, marine like all these things that you're throwing in journalism dude you were you were just um (laughs) i don't even know what to call you man you've got so many damn skills if (laughs) if there's something you want me to learn i'll go learn whatever i can i can figure anything out give me enough time and i can figure it out um that's one thing that that I've, i've learned about myself is in i mean shoot just going from unit to unit it's i even in the 315th, when I first got there, I didn't just come right out and start saying stuff. I sat, I hung in the back, and I observed people, and I figured out, okay, who's who's the slackers? Who are the guys that are – they're the guys that, that are like the A-team. So, like, all the guys that are going to get all the schools and everything else, and then there's everybody else in between. Uh, Yo, I saw, I saw you. I caught, I caught attention of you real quick in the back. I yep. was like, I see you. And, but that, that, that's me. I, I, I'll sit and <laughs> – I, I don't know where I picked it up, but I'll sit. I'll sit and just assess who, and try to figure out who I can trust. Who's, who's, huh? Do you think that can comes from uh, younger ages in, in school and stuff, and kind probably. of sit in the back and just kind of an mm-hmm. instinctive? But that's that's kind of where I yeah, get most of my but, stuff. I mean, on 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 the other end is like, yeah, I, I have some of that stuff from when I was a kid, but later on in life, it was, you know. That that helped me to understand. Okay, well, who who here who here is going to help me succeed? I don't want to go with the guys who are just doing the schools because right. those guys, yeah, school's great. But I mean, if you don't have anything to back up your schooling, you're not going to succeed. Yeah, you'll get into positions and people will promote you or whatever because they like you. But that doesn't that doesn't equal a successful leader. No, there's no depth, depth and, and context to, to the exactly. individual. They're just a person who's yep. collected rank and moved yep. up. And that, that wasn't that wasn't something that I ever wanted for myself. The 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 way I wanted to get rank and I wanted to move up is I wanted to get into positions to where I could help people get to where I was. That's the only way that you can do it. Nice. Um, I, I got I got yeah, pardoned that's, that's way too many times exactly. early on in my military career. Uh, like, what was it? I, was that Fort Irwin? Last thing our drill sergeant told us to do before before we left basic training, he said, "Private, after your after your AIT and after you've been at your unit for about six months, start asking what you need to do for promotion. That's the time to do it." So I did. I did exactly that. Right. I waited six months, and I went to my sergeant. And I said, "Hey, I've been here about six months. What things do I need to do to start looking at promotion?" And the response shocked me. Because what I got back was, Miller, as long as I'm here, you're never getting promoted. Nobody helped me. Why should I help you? That was what? the response. So oh, here I am, man. a brand new E2, is... six months in the Army. Well, eight months in the Army, whatever, by that time. And I'm sitting there like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do with that. I was like, I'm just doing what at least seven. That's a, that's a shock because exactly. that's your first line supervisor. Exactly. So that that was wow. that was my introduction to the whole promotion system. So I mean, 
I, I kept my nose clean. I passed every PT test. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I think I was only ever late to formation one time. And it was, uh, they do those rolling blackouts out there, brownouts, whatever they call them. And it knocked out my alarm clock. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone then. So it knocked out my alarm clock. Oh, shit. And I woke up. I had 10 minutes and I went, hmm, do I, do I, do I go late and shave my face or do I go and be on time unshaven? I was like, I think it's way worse to be late. So I left. And showed up unshaven. I got that's the only time I was ever almost late for anything, and the only time I didn't, I ever showed up unshaven to a formation. I got rode up, but wow, you know, uh, it, it, <laughs> things things. I want to say things happen for a reason, but in the moment, and even looking back, you're yeah, like, it was like why? I I I thoroughly went through the entire thought process, and I was like, well, you should have had a backup. <laughs> There is absolutely nothing I could have done to prevent yeah. getting in trouble that day. It was just that was the day. So, yeah, we yeah. all we all have those days. So, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, well, how how was it? Because because again, we had different mm-hmm. MOSs. There's there's different kind of uh, platoon mm-hmm. and and company layouts and stuff. And I I've never been in a support mm-hmm. aspect of it. So. I can kind of reference as far as mechanics and stuff. Some of my other buddies who were also that they were usually in like headquarters yep. or something or some kind of support element. How did how did that yeah, same, so kind we, of same we concept? Under, we were under the headquarters platoon or headquarters company. Well, okay. at Fort Irwin they were troops because it's it's a armored cav. So you know, we were the headquarters headquarters Ugh. troop, um, and then they broke it down to there was like the supply and and logistics area and then there was all the mechanics and maintenance side um and then the the scouts and all the other guys that were that were out there too but um you know we we had uh so we had so we were in second squadron so we had um we had echo foxtrot golf and hotel companies okay um so that, that that's that's how we were broken down we fell under the headquarters and headquarters troop but when it went time to go out to the field because we were in the field two weeks every every month doing training going oh yeah perishable no. perishable skills we were, right we were the op four for all everybody leaving fort Irwin to go over oh so two weeks of every month we were in the field except for Fucking christmas gross. which they do max leave so everybody's gone for two weeks and spring break, everybody's gone for two weeks then too. So wow, that's yeah. that's it's, crazy. It's like the only the only unit I've ever heard of that that does something like that. Um, huh. But so yeah, I and go, going even going to Iraq because initially when I came in, um, I, I enlisted as a as a sixty three Yankee. I got to my unit and they said, yeah, that's going okay. away. Like, why did they send me to go learn to be an MOS that's not going to be an MOS anymore? Um, it was eventually converted into the 63 Hotel or 91 Hotel Series now. Um, track vehicle maintainer. So gotcha. pretty much what we were trained on was the M88, the 113, the bridge layer, and the MLRS. Explains yep. the engineer unit. Well, the engineer unit, I just kind of fell into. I, gotcha. I they were going to Kosovo. And uh, I was like, you know what? I tempted fate going to Iraq. <laughs> I don't want to go to Afghanistan. For some reason, I just. Uh, but the I, food was so much fun. In my head, I just I, I just knew that if I were if I were to go to Afghanistan, I would not be coming back. There's just something told oh. me that if, if that were to happen, I would not be yeah. coming back. And I was like, you know what? That's not something I'm I'm ready for yet. So I gotcha, I gotcha. What 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 time frame? I just had a curiosity. What time frame was that? Where where the possibility of going? Oh, we me and you would yep. have been on the I same ended, boat right there. Going to so 2008 I ended up going to the uh, they did that California wildfire mission. So I went out and we got our mountain okay. goat badge and went and hiked up and down mountains and put out fire up in the in the mountains by Lake Shasta. <laughs> and the following year, I went with him to Kosovo. Oh, man. 
that, that's that's how I got linked up with those guys. Was that's crazy. Through that whole thing. I see. I see. Yeah, they they somehow pulled me back after <laughs> Afghanistan. Um, I was like, all right, yeah, I guess I'll go. <laughs> I was on my way back to Afghanistan for another time. They're like, no, we're yeah. taking you. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> boring. Um, it was good times though. It was it was a different tempo, a different mission. There's a lot of other yeah. elements to it and everything else, but that's neither here nor there, of course. But tell me a little bit more about this PAO thing, because I mean that I didn't know until recently that we, we mm-hmm. kind of linked up again that, yeah, that so you that, ever that did that a, that role. That's, that was a that school was was intense. It was a lot of fun, but it was intense. Um, I, I got sent back to Fort Meade, Maryland, and did all of our okay. training at the defense information school there. Um, everything from uh, layout design, basic journalism writing, uh, Photoshop and design classes, um, how to do interview, doing the interviewing techniques. Wow. Um, basically, they crammed two years of college-level journalism into 56 training days. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it was, it was Wow. Well, but, if you know anyone what, can, there, there were days where I was like, "Do I really want to do this?" It was right back to like a, a ha- it was it was kind of kind of weird because it was like all branches were there. That was the first time I ever saw an actual Coast Guard person in uniform. I only saw one. Oh my goodness! I only saw one. A white buffalo. <laughs> he was coasting forever. Sometimes yeah. I feel like they don't exist, man. But, <laughs> but it, it, it was it was kind of weird because it was. All of the all of the army people that were there for school, all of us were prior service. Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard, all of those guys were initial entry. So it was all of us experienced. Oh, wow. I, I think the I think the lowest rank we had was a specialist uh, in the in on the army side. Everybody else from the other three branches were E four and below. So it was a little it was a little weird. Being being in that environment again, almost ten <laughs> years later. <laughs> Dang, is that something? That, going through that experience, is that something you think if you had the chance or things went kind of differently, would you have entered in with that if, MOS or that? If that I had known that was even job an specialty option, probably, in mind. I mean, just just the the they were doing the whole combat camera stuff, so they were getting into. Sending, sending embedded uh, public affairs people with units out into the field to go and, and do the fighting and take pictures and be able to tell that story. So it wasn't just a word of mouth thing later on. Wow. It was physical evidence of what happened. Um, That's crazy. Like, I, I wasn't too yeah. well versed on the comic camera thing. Like, I heard bits and pieces of it, but yep. I was just kind of mission, mission, mission. But what, what is that? Can you elaborate on that? Um, so basically what the combat enough. camera did is – so, you know, sometimes they put like a public affairs or a PAO guy with you and it's like, here, let's go see what you do. Well, the, the, the whole purpose of that, they're talking to you, finding okay. out what you're doing. And they write up a little thing about about the mission, maybe, maybe take some pictures of, of the approved stuff they're allowed to take pictures of and and go from there. I mean, I, I know for, for us, it was always the only pictures that are submitted are ones they, they had the, the, the two and one one rule. You had to have two eyes and an ear in order for it to be a, a viable picture. It means somebody's that mean? both of somebody's eyes and at least one ear. So you can get a side shot as long as you have both of their ears, but they don't want profiles. They don't want backs of heads. They don't want anything like that. So they can recognize who's in the picture. That was just, that was one of the things that, oh. that we were taught is that's, that's one of the, you take pictures of people. It's not landscape photos, although that, that is part of it. Um, it, 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 they basically send the guy out with those units to to be able to find out, like for us, for the MPs, they go out with us for a mission. Okay, let's go see what you guys do. We did that uh, QRF or PRF, whatever they wanted to call yeah. it. It was, a, it was a quick reaction force in, in Kosovo. They sent a guy out with us. Okay, what do you guys do? Where do you guys right. go? Who do you see? I, I, I know for me in that, when when I, I had a say in where we were going and what we were doing, I always tried to go out into the little towns and stuff so people could still see us. Like, hey, we're still here. We're not hiding. We didn't abandon you. Either. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So we would go to like, yeah. Um, the, the history about well, like, we, that we, is like, amazing. I, I tried to make a point of, yeah, we're here and maybe they didn't didn't like us, but I'd go to the little markets and, and hey, let's let's stop and, and pop in here and and uh, 
you know, go go spend some of our money in, in their economy to try to, hey, we're, we're glad we're here. We trust you guys. You guys are good. Uh, you know, I'd buy, there was a, a wow. bakery that was, that was off post somewhere that I would go and I think it was like 60 cents euro or something like that for a, a fresh baked loaf of bread. I'd go get that and a thing in Nutella and take it back oh, to my wow. room. And that's, I, I ate that for, you know, a day or two. But <laughs> Dude, yeah. the fact that you would keep that in mind would in doing that, being uh, cognizant of, mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff, that impact, even if yep. you couldn't confirm it, right? You, yep. you knew that that was your intention. Well, I mean, it's pretty rare. Getting out, you know, they always say, oh, yeah, you got to win the height, hearts and minds and this and that. And, you know, for, for some of them, all they see are these, these U.S. soldiers running around. They end up hitting their cars or killing their cows or you know, running people off the road because, you know, let's face it, some soldiers are jerks and they do dumb things. It just happens. Um, yeah. So all, all they ever see is that is that negative impact. So why why wouldn't we try to put a positive spin on that and say, yeah, we know we're in your country. It's not that we don't appreciate being here because, I mean, there's, yeah, deployments, yeah, sometimes they suck. And it, it's not it's not a pleasant thing all the time. But, um, you know, I, I, I even had that, had that thought in, when I was in Iraq and stuff too, where it was like, you know, these people that we're interacting with every day, these are not the people that are trying to kill us. I, 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 try, I right. tried to make a concerted effort to learn the language and so I could converse with them and, and joke and everything else. So it wasn't such a, oh, these guys are just going to search me. They're going to ask me for weapons, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I used to, I used to, I, I learned, I learned in Arabic how to ask the dude if he had a bomb in his butt for, for no other reason other, <laughs> other than to just break it up. Cause it, it was, you know, they get the oh, same, you, it, it's like if you were to go to, go to work every day and they stop you at the door and ask you the same five questions every single day for ever. That's what had been happening with these guys. And it's yes, yes, right. no, 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 no. Okay. Pass. So I was like, all right, let's get their attention. So I'd ask them, you got a bomb in here? Yeah. And it, it, immediately they would stop and they'd kind of look at you and like, wait, is he serious? I can see a couple guys behind him would start to snicker. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, was, it was just a, a way to like, you know, break the ice with, with some of the local people. A lot of the guys that I was with over there, they didn't agree with it. Wow. They didn't. It, I got told quite often, don't talk to those guys. They're just going to try to knife you in your sleep later and things like that. And I'm like, Nah, that's that. That's not what. Oh, that's geez. not what this is about. We're here to. We're here to take out the guys that are oppressing them, who are angry with us, not these guys who are coming to us. Right. Not these guys who are working with us. Those aren't the guys that we need to be worried about. Um. So I, I just, I just always tried to find some way to like. I don't know to, to interact with them. I, I, I had, I had an opportunity. Because you know I'm 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 a I'm a member of the LDS Church and all that other stuff. And when I was in Iraq, I was the only member of that church there. I was the only guy that showed up to to church on Sunday. I sat in the corner and read read my read my uh, scriptures and stuff by myself and everything else. Um, I had I had one of one of the interpreters approach me one day and he said, "You don't talk to us like these other guys do. Why is that?" We want to talk to you later. I don't know if it's because of my faith or if it's just because of who I am, but I ended up going in and talking religion with 50 local nationals on on our 50 of our interpreters and me. Wow. To just have a conversation, an open conversation about who I am, where I came from, what I'm about, and then to turn around and listen to them to, tr- to in turn say, here's where we are. Here's our religion. Here's how ours are are similar, and to kind of have that that conversation with them. Um, had anybody had anybody known about it back then, <laughs> I probably would have gotten into a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you you had this, you definitely still have this ability to to find that uh, empathy in in any situation, really bring out that that hum- humanity aspect of, mm-hmm. of what we're out there doing because yep. we, we lose sight of it. Uh, we, we only yep. look at threat, 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 
but you you voiced a lot of really good things and yep. you took a chance and took a risk and I want to say that probably impacted people. You know, we'll mm-hmm. never know, but it probably impacted. Oh yeah, I mean, e- even for them to go back and be like, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, a lot of these guys are jerks, but all of them are not just like us." <laughs> I mean, that, that was wow. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, that that was just the the way I interacted with with those guys. I mean, those guys would come in with the 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 market stuff, and they would just they would just hand me stuff. Here, this is for you because you're my friend. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what I did to this guy, but he he feels he feels some kind of kinship to me, and he's just here as like a, a thank you for something. And I'm just like, like I I, I don't want to accept it, but on the on the flip side, there's that whole if you turn down a gift and all that other stuff, they they there's the potential to be offended by that too. So it's like, I don't know. I, I I did I did start trying to make, trying to make a game. I had come across some of their some of their money, so as I would collect it or whatever, I would I would ask them if they had like the next higher one, or I, like I'd buy like you know fifteen or twenty dinars off of somebody for like a dollar or something like that. So I think it was like fifteen hundred dinars for one American dollar or something like that is nice. when I, when I was over there. So I would I would buy a few from them and just kind yeah, of collect yeah. them, and then I tried to get one of each denomination. They had up to. I think it was like a 500,000 dinar note. I'm like, this is nuts. But I almost made it. I almost had one of each one. I don't know where they are. <laughs> they are now. They're probably in a box somewhere here. But, I mean, it, it was one of those where of course. it was kind of like a like a, com- a broken conversation thing. Most of them have just one one breast pocket. So it was, a, hey, is this your ID, ID and your money right here, right? Yeah. Almost every time they'd flip it out and try to hand me one. I'd be like, no, but here. I'd pull out some and I'd I'd flip through and I'd be like, "You have the next one?" And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd take my two and change it out and give me the next higher one. <laughs> so it was it was it's wow. like it's like a small like a That's small awesome. gesture, but it was like something to where it was like, "Look, I'm not trying to screw you over. I want I like the culture. I like the whole barter system. Let's yeah. let's let's talk about it a little bit and let's not just hey, yeah, I'm I'm here as a as a basically invading force in your country." It doesn't mean I have to be a jerk about it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it can it can really fill that way and that impression. Because we're we're yep. like you said, we're we're rolling yep. in day in day out doing getting, patrols, getting doing shot at, convoys and stuff. Up. And I mean, and if we forget to, yeah, that, we, that was that was probably one of the one of my that was probably one of my worst days. There was there was a there was a day they had a. Um, they had an IED about. They had two of them. They actually set up an ambush. Um, two big old dump trucks packed with TNT. Oh. Uh, about a hundred yards, hundred yards uh, east of east of our the gate that that they had us guard sometimes. Um, I got EMT basic trained before I left because our our commander said, "Hey, you mechanics, you're doing your own patrol, but we're not assigning you medics." And we went, that, "That's not good enough." So. Myself and a, and our one yeah, of our motor no. sergeants went and got EMT trained, just to make sure we had somebody who knew something more than just here's a band aid and IV. Good luck. Um, the the medics yeah. found out about it, about God us damn. taking that class and asked us to come in and help during mass cas events. Uh, we went and helped during sick call and a few other things. That that that's a whole other story. That that was actually kind of fun to screw with people who knew I was a mechanic seeing me in the aid station. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh God! You're doing what? Like, I'm yeah, checking your oil, son. Come here. Leaks, they die. Let's plug the leak and walk back. And look at me like what? Oh my God! <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, I, I, I to, oh man, I that hurts so bad. That was good. Just, now this is my first time doing it, and I'd go and like jab at him real quick, and then jump and be like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Nah, we're good. Don't worry about it. I'm messing with you." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like you you have to find something to break up all just the 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 anger and the and the frustration and everything that was over there. But I think I think probably the 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 worst day was was working in the aid station. That was that was the first time I actually saw somebody like die in front of me. Like you could see it just leave his face, Shit. and it it was. I had been doing CPR on the dude. I was up on the table helping him. They were doing everything they could to try to get this guy's heart started. 
it was a, a guy from the uh, Puerto Rican National Guard was there with us. He had a heart attack and ended up choking to, to death and died. Okay. I was like, I was like, dang, man, of, of oh, all shit. of the things here in this place that can kill you, it's going to be that. That that yeah. was, I, I think that was wow. a turning point for me when uh, when it was, you know, there, there's a whole lot more to life than the things that we tend to take for granted back home. Um, it, it, it further yeah, confirmed it on, on the second deployment going to Kosovo and seeing these people with hardly anything being so happy with what they had. Um, seeing these like the family compounds and stuff that they had in Kosovo where it was, Oh yeah. Son's getting married. Perfect family. This little parcel of land that's on my property. We're building him a, a house, extend the wall out to his house. And now the family just still lives here. That was that was a cool thing for me to see to 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 know that those people value family and and being together more than they do other things. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a yeah. it's a positive culture shock. This it's something yeah, I mean, that a lot granted, of people I don't, don't want to drive in that country anymore cuz let's face it some of those guys are nuts. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can still <laughs> I can still, uh, yeah, yeah, I won't talk about the, the driving thing. I, I, that's why I don't, that is actually the main reason why I yeah. don't drive big vehicles anymore. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't want to touch it. Hey, hey, real quick before we, uh, we, we tap in the last yeah. five minutes, we, we've got a good rhythm and everything else. And, and we're really, I feel like we're really striking some, some fascinating things you've experienced. Would you be all right with, with cutting, cutting a tiny break I, just I think to, to reset I've, the clock and keep going? For- to get kids ready for bed and stuff, but we can do an, do another one Understood. another day. There's Understood. probably a whole lot more that <laughs> probably covered. Yeah. Oh, I bet I bet you it is, and I would love to. You know, I like that idea. I like that you bring that. Up. Maybe we will yep. do like a round two for everybody. Yeah, you're kind of like my go-to advisor, just just along with the other guys on on certain kind of areas of of our project, what we're doing. And I'm really excited that you're on our team and you've brought all these this wealth of knowledge and, and experiences and skill. And I, I, I can't wait to watch you really excel in that space. You're working on our podcast. You want to – on the uh, blog, you've got a couple minutes left. You want to just skim over you know, what it is and, and your kind of fillers oh, yeah. on, I mean, so, on the so intention far, of it? So what, what, the, what the intent for the blog is, uh, kind of put a – a brief synopsis of, of who we are and, and what we're trying to do, uh, trying to build a, a positive space for soldiers to come through and, and, and veterans alike to, to let them know that, Hey, you know, you're, you're not alone in everything. Um, I'm working on a, on a piece. It's a little bit more in depth on me and my journey to where I'm at. Um, kind of explains a, a little bit about how I came, came to be where I'm at and things that happen in my personal life and things that kind of, kind of fell into place and, and things that didn't um, just just so that people know that, that there's others of us out here going through similar things. And, you know, we're, we're, we're here to try to make it easier for ourselves, not just for, for us individually, but collectively as a group. Um, I, I think that it's important to put that out there. I mean, yeah, briefings and stuff are great when you're coming home and getting out of the army and they tell you all these things. But in that instance, a lot of those guys given those briefings don't have actual experience in it. They've talked about it and they've looked at it, but they haven't lived through it. That's what I'd kind of like to do is to get get some some people to share their stories so that others can read it and know, hey, look, this guy did what I did. And it's not just me. Exactly. That's that's uh, I, I like that. I'm we're, we're all on the same page on that, and hopefully we continue to do that and bring that in and and allow people to know mm-hmm. it's okay to go what you're going through because it's not it's not yep. you're not the only one. It's not different, and you're not the only one struggling. So yeah, yeah. to be continued. Then I guess right. Excellent, Miller. It's <laughs> been an absolute honor talking with you. All and right, thank you. 
we'll be signing off, man. Oh. Not a problem.